board. I didn't switch it on. There we go. <laughs> oh, I thought it was always that easy. Yeah. <laughs> switch it on. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Switched it off for the chanting. Right. Okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> so I'd like to share some reflections uh, with you this evening. Um, which have arisen from um, really uh, an ongoing inquiry. So I always feel like it's this kind of work in progress. But hopefully there will be something of interest or something useful in it for you. Um, of this aspect um, of healing, the path uh, as a, he a path of healing, and so at some points I've, I've really stopped and, and, and wondered, well, what, what does that mean? And some teachers will use that word and, and others won't. Um, and for me, it feels like it's an important word. So part of this is an inquiry uh, into... Um, how how might we see uh, how can we see the this path the path that the buddha taught and 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 the the path that we are on um in our life in our meditation practice wonder how how those two things come together sometimes <laughs> not always so obvious but there is um yeah, a way that um, we might understand um, the path as a path to health. So perhaps you're familiar, sometimes the Buddha, he's spoken of as the great physician, offering uh, medicine to us. Right. And um, but it's 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 kind of up to us in a way to to really understand to discover for ourselves, isn't it, in our actual experience? You know, the how how does it how how does that work? How 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 do we how do we take the medicine, or how how do we you know? And, like um, I've got some other uh, people to who've said things about this to share with you as well. Tanisari Bhikkhu said, "We are the doctor and the patient. We can learn to have a strong sense of doctor, and not identifying totally with patient. Well, each of us has specific diseases requiring different kinds of medicine." And pay attention to your own course of treatment, not the others. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, so easy, isn't it, to look at the others? So paying attention, maybe even yeah, discovering, understanding, kind of honouring. What is it for us? You know, this I know this, yeah, 
speaking with somebody in the practice, you know, this beautiful self-compassion practice James was talking about, this um, hand on the heart. And then, meeting oneself with compassion. Oh no, this is suffering. Suffering is part of life. May I meet this or may I hold this with compassion, with kindness. And I'll bring this in now because I feel like it's uh, an example of uh, the patient, we're being the patient and the doctor. Right? That, that way that we can learn to, to find within ourselves, offer ourselves that which we so often, um, you know, isn't it? So it can feel so hard to, to really find that within our own heart and mind. We need other people. And we do need other people. And that's, that's also true. It's not like, oh, I can do that, everybody. I do it all myself. You know, I'm the doctor. But, um, maybe it's also allowing or that sense of other people can can be that for us or can, can help to maybe uh, strengthen our, maybe our, our own sense of, you know, our own wisdom, the, our own, the wise doctor within. So sometimes, um, you know, we hear the, the Four Noble Truths taught as the, you know, the illness, so the dukkha, the stress, the suffering, the, the yeah, the, the dis-ease is the disease, the, the illness and the cause is you know, clinging, craving and ignorance. And... Um, that the the treatment is the the eightfold path, the the cultivation of of sila samadhi panya, and the, all that we're doing here, the cultivation of ethical sensitivity in our meditation, and and the the awakening of of wisdom of discernment, and the third noble truth as Health. That's health. It's like, so what I'd like to spend a little time on is kind of this, what, what, is, what is health? If, if in terms of the Dharma and these teachings, so we have um, this sense of what is revealed or what can be lived when um, we start to open to and experience uh, lessening of the you know, the grasping, the clinging, the the agitation, the reactivity. We sort of that can go down, can't it? Maybe at times, even it's 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 really not there. And what is revealed? And what is what is life like? When, when that happens. And, and maybe we all have had tastes of this. 
you know, maybe we're having a taste right now, you know. We, we, and, and we can have a memory, perhaps, of times when it's just been a sense of clarity or, you know, maybe it can have many, many different um, manifestations or flavors or aspects, um, but they all have the taste of freedom. I love that saying. They all have this, this taste of, of, of freedom, of, of that sense of, of liberation, be release, no small or large. Um, so health, one of the, one of the meanings, meanings of health is wholeness. So that's really what I want to highlight in this talk in terms of exploring this theme is wholeness. So what we can, um, what we can um, understand or experience as a sense of, of wholeness, you know, of, of um, yeah, non-fragmentation, and the lack of separation, me and you, them and us and it, me and it and that. On one level, perhaps much more immediately perceivable than we we might think in terms of like Stephen Batchelor. Sometimes I've heard him talk about this recently. Of if you look into the texture of your actual experience right now, that's like where 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 are the edges or the divides between seeing and hearing, or you know where where, where is the edge of your mind or where, when you feel your, you know, your bottom on the cushion, it's like, can you really go to that direct experience, this Im- immediacy of that? It's like, can can you really? Is is it really? And what the, the actual, if you like, the phenomenological, you know, the actual experience is? What is it? Is it's not very clear, is it? That there's. It doesn't line up for you, right? Here's bottom, here's cushion. See, quite clear. It's it's a sort of rather inchoate or kind of this feeling of pressure. It's kind of like bottom sitting seat sort of experience. (laughs) So just as a little example of how, you know, we might hear something like this and it sounds so lofty and, and profound and and of course it is, and, and perhaps there are times and moments where it, it yeah, it can it can reveal itself in, in a very yeah, very profound kind of mind blowing ways. But we can also we can also sense it in any ordinary moment of the wholeness, the the non dividedness of of life. And just yeah, so um so I'd like to read you another, uh, a couple of two teachers um, who have, I guess, inspired me partly in this in this exploration, in this reflection, um, in in be, in articulating maybe this this vision of wholeness. And to me, part part of what has kind of kept me coming back to this is. 
the sense that I I don't fully understand. I don't quite live into that. I don't I don't so it's something calling me, right? So sometimes maybe the the teachings work like that. Sorry. That there's something we intuit or glimpse or we, we kind of get, you know, or we really get. And and sometimes it's just like something that calls us, something that also maybe points us towards our our potential or, or our our true nature or you know, to realise, it points us towards the possibility of realising, of waking up to what is actually happening. You know, what is the truth of this experience that's going on right now? Really? <laughs> and so I just want to share these with you because perhaps uh, I have my, my, my sense is, and I don't know, yeah, this may or may not work for you, is that it. It brings it can bring to life a kind of a sense of inner vision which which isn't like a grand purpose or necessarily again something to hold on to as what we believe or this is what my practice is about or you know this is what the Dharma's about, but it's like it's it's like bringing to life a sense of oh yeah, you know like that's <sighs> something in our senses of truth in that and and it act, it kind of acts like a kind of homing beacon something like that um something like that so so um Sharon Salzberg puts it like this in you know, one of her books the word health means whole our deepest health beyond even life and death lies in our inherent completeness, integration, and connectedness. Our deepest health, beyond even life and death, lies in our inherent completeness, integration, and connectedness. And she goes on, we are whole. Our deepest happiness is intrinsic to the nature of our minds and is not damaged through uncertainty and change. So, so that may not particularly resonate for you, but I sometimes feel like it's, we can listen out for that in our in our reading and perhaps in our own observations and insights. You know that which points to kind of a deeper truth that we intuit or we kind of partly know or we know sometimes or it just it kind of it kind of draws us, it kind of calls to us. And. Um, just one, one other kind of articulation of this vision from Ajahn Suchito. Um, Dhamma means the whole, the natural order of the cosmos when it's in balance. There is an ordering principle that can be experienced when all aspects come together. 
the true rightness of things that can't be named. The true rightness of things that can't be named. So maybe it's that sense of being pointed towards something that we don't under, we don't understand and we can't know in a conventional way, in a conceptual way, but we can, it is possible to experience. So my sense is that when, when we're in touch with this, when we have some access to this... Uh, Know, this deeper truth or this this beckoning to um, yeah to to what is most deeply true that there's a there's a sense of a desire to ah oh, kind of und- i want to understand that more not not in the sense of grasping but more like yeah i really that we can feel the goodness and the beauty in that and something in us sort of kind of is drawn to that and desire to live in harmony with that and that is how in some ways the third noble truth actually it's 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 our it's our inspiration for the path it's it's actually inspires us to to kind of live in a way which is honoring that which is somehow in harmony with that and and the sense of, yeah, you know, it's about kindness, it's about calming the mind, clarifying, and, and, and discerning, yeah, discerning clearly. It's kind of, it makes the path kind of like, hmm, makes sense somehow in relationship to that. So maybe w- one other piece to, to touch on, um, then I want to kind of go into two areas of practice with, with around this, which is that the, the Buddha's vision here, I think, is a very broad and deep one, so that we could see this as a path um, of healing, you know, for for ourselves, if you like, in our own minds, but it also is um, it's 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 a uh, it's relevant to our our social situations, our you know our social fabric, our relationships, so on, and it's relevant to our ecological situation or relationship with the earth that it's that it it's people like David Loy I don't know if you know his work of, of really looking and seeing how the Buddha's teachings can really be applied in in these areas of politics and economics and and all of that so that it's yeah that it it has this breadth and depth and again according to your own interest and your own how, how you want to 
explore this. I think it's very, it's very far-reaching and wide-reaching, as well as as having this depth. So, let's see. So I'd like to to speak a little bit about um, this, bringing this vision of 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 wholeness into our into our meditative kind of situation here, and how how much there's the there's the possibility of uh, healing. That which that that sense of of hurt of of painful feeling that we experience now as a result of past events, and so maybe just a few different kind of angles on this, but that how part of how we um, create or participate in this kind of healing, isn't it? Again, it's about having a, a more holistic or a larger, more spacious sense of ourself, of our mind, of our life. And that, that again, a, a bigger container, we might say, for what needs to be addressed. And that how we, how we relate or the, the just the, the, sim, the, sim, the simplicity of kindness or of, spacious awareness like to to meet that pain which is a result which is which is if in a way a reverberation or a conditioning from the past is actually transformed is healed through or in the way we meet it in the present i, I hope this makes some sense it's been such an important principle in my own practice, that understanding that, where where if there's there's a sense of of yeah you know pain pain coming from the past and that sense that that it's it's um, possible for it to to be healed to be to be to to untangle to to be softened and released back if you like back into the mind back into our our basic potential in how it's met now you know and I'm not saying it's easy and always obvious but that just sensing the possibility of, of that and how much again we 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 kind of building our resources of mindfulness and kindness and steadiness and clarity to be able to do that, that accommodating. So I found this, what for me was a really helpful um, teaching from a teacher called Tanisara, wh- wh- where she, she uh, had these images of the kinds of conditioning that we're all working with, you know, and I hear talking to many of you today and yesterday and it just really struck me how we're all we all have these p- 
patterns is conditioned in sometimes from very early sometimes maybe from you know inherited from before from the culture from oppressive structures and systems you know from our own past actions i mean as and and the on retreat isn't it when 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 we're in this simplified space these some of these more persistent or underlying patterns like don't they just become like <laughs> they show up or they just they get so we really see them because yeah we're not so distracted so some of them she likened it's like a a finger in water you know just like a passing irritation it's, it's not it doesn't make that much of an impression and and those are yeah kind of sort of lighter con- conditioning, conditioned patterns. Then there are ones that are like a line in the sand. So, you know, some something happens, it's triggered off, and then it, we can feel like there's a bit more depth to it. It's got a bit more, um, both as a, if you like, as a structure and also as a dynamic, as something that happens. So we're in the realm of Sankara here, this, this, this word which... S- so difficult to translate pattern patterning programmed programming i find the image of a riverbed and a river really helpful so for example you have you know the 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 riverbed of 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 unworthiness and and something triggers that off you know and and then the energy moves through that kind of so it's a dynamic, it's, it's something that happens, but it's also, it also has this quality of kind of being a structure, something that's sort of, that's, yeah, in, ingrained in the sand, or the last one was like, it's a, like a, something that's been engraved in stone. And this is where we need as much, you know, this is where we need all of our patience and courage and clarity and support to, to 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 actually recognize even these the ones that seem most like who we are you know that they too are uh, conditions they condition phenomena and and they too they they have a life they 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 arise and pass, but, but because yeah, so deeply ingrained in us. And I was thinking of an example, where you, you know, I know, and I've talked to some of you all have your own. <laughs> that from for for years when I was young, I well, without going through the whole story, there was a point where through therapy and beginning meditation, I there was a big shift, and I realised that I had been as far as I could sense most of my life every every day it felt like you know who knows memory is a strange thing that every morning of my life I had woken up in dread and not realized it until it didn't happen anymore and there was one day where something you know these things do sometimes shift and it's sort of like that these these sankaras in stone are like that where you live with something and and you don't even realize it's there and in that case i think it was just 
life and therapy and meditation and who knows just something opened and that that and I think that's where the conditions on retreat are so supportive for us to to encounter to see to meet some of these most deeply ingrained patterns and and how difficult that can be and how sometimes I know it takes a conversation doesn't it to kind of oh oh that's that oh you know because we can't we're too in it we're too close you know we're too close to it so I think that's so important again that we're not doing this all on our own and and that we need sometimes that again that shared space and that sense of you know, we we are. Hmm. How can I say this? You know, our mind has these patterns. Does that? You know, where just can feel so. You know, me and my thing in here and that. You know, <laughs> it's like it never is. <laughs> it never is. It's that wise perspective. It's that. Yeah, and then she she goes on, and I just the last bit from her offering of which I I think this is really interesting. Of these are the orphans of consciousness, split off aspects. So in my own example, something so split off that I I wasn't even conscious of it. But then once it became visible, it was like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's. Uh, and that then it somehow it can come home. It can it can gradually, gradually be integrated, be kind of yeah, orphans of consciousness coming home, you know, being welcomed back in, being known and seen, and yeah, you know, come join the crazy party. Or different images, again, you know, sometimes I think some of these melting images are wonderful, that it's almost like this this turning away from and pushing away, we don't even realize we're doing, and then, like, again, it's like, oh, and then somehow, and even in that moment of recognition, it's like, it sort of, it sort of goes, or it starts to soften, or, yeah, so that melting that melting and sometimes again I don't it's not true for everybody but some of these patterns really live in the body and that's where I think this holistic sense of the body whole body awareness is so crucial it's so helpful and being able to meet maybe sort of felt senses and you don't really know quite what it is and just having that patient 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 kind of just staying in relationship with coming back and giving it this kind steady attention so maybe that's the segue to back to the second part of Ajahn Sachito's teaching so one of the beauties of the Dharma as you know and one of the great beauties of Ajahn Sachito's teaching which you'll hear me if you're here a long time you'll hear me go on and on about him so anyway (laughs) Um, is that the grand, beautiful, you know, lofty or deep possibilities and, right, it's, it's also right here in this moment, in this experience. 
And because of that is the possibility of liberation and and healing. So, so it's like it's 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 so beautifully. What do we? What would you say? Kind of, you know, well, lofty or aspirational. I'm not quite finding the right words, but beyond or trans something, transcendent. (laughs) And it's about you sitting here feeling exactly how you're feeling. Isn't that amazing? You know, to me, this is part of the beauty and the brilliance and the kind of this that keeps it keeps me keeps me coming back to this. It's like it's right right here. And so, Ajahn Sachita, the second part uh, of 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 just highlighting some of the ways we can practice with this. So he says, to know Dhamma, the natural holistic order. We need to be, I'll go through these, the four points, attuned to what we're experiencing. Meet it with sympathy. Oh, look at this, I've missed one out. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> Imperfection. <Ta-da. laughs> Meet it with sympathy. And hold it with equanimity. Oh, that's great, isn't it? And and the bit that's missing is actually about um, being balanced. Okay, so I'll just go through it. So, in order to know the truth of of things, in this case, it's, it is this holistic natural order. We need to um, find a sense of of balanced, grounded, upright. Yeah, awake, balanced, balanced, kind of uh, through the posture, particularly. It's like I think this is about that uh, stability. That yeah, through the body, through postures, particularly, and it's finding stability, kind of solid base. So that we can really sit, our body, our body can really rest on the earth, right? And then the mind can gather, you know, and that aspect of samadhi that is another aspect or manifestation of this wholeness, isn't it? Unification, unification of mind. What's that if it isn't wholeness? So, so balance, that, that's, yeah, there's a lot there. Maybe each of these points you know, can just give us a lot. It's like in order to meet the sankharas, you know, we need so much steadiness. So just that sense of cultivating a sense of groundedness and stability. I I just feel like we can't emphasize it enough. Okay, so the the second part was attuned, which is just this way of expressing this tuning into what, 
you know, the actuality of our experience, which doesn't that mean coming through layers of aversion or judgment, or it shouldn't be, it should be like that, or, oh, that's what happened yesterday, or, oh, that's what they call, you know, this, that, you know, it's like, no, no, actually, keep, keep coming in, keep coming through all that, <laughs> keep going, <laughs> closer, closer, edging in, edging in, what's really, you know, that coming into contact, and attuning or tuning in, isn't that something more like, to me that seems more, more um, appropriate for the dynamism, for the dynamic, for the, for the flux and flow, the changing nature of our experience. I always find objects a bit like, well, I, I don't know, that's an object. But in here, anyway, that's one of my own things. Like, what object? Where? What? How? Anyway, so for me it's like to tune into a frequency or to tune into something that's happening seems to me that I thought, oh, okay, I can do that. I'm not sure about getting hold of an object, but maybe that's, you know, more advanced stage. So meeting with sympathy is the next, is the next part. Is, and again, this is not, I'm sure, anything that you don't know. It's just ground, tuning in, sympathy, resonant empathy <sighs> and it, this is so crucial isn't it because with some of this painful sankaras like, we're so so habituated to be aversive so we you know again kind of to just you know, practice and then the last piece which was holding with equanimity so that we just keep practicing that sense of that so much of what these patterns need is simply to be let be, you know, to be allowed, to be just allowed to have their life, you know, and through the groundedness and the the attunement and the the, the sympathy that just that that steadiness. And then I say just because I mean that's 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 what we're cultivating. So I, I, I hope that that, yeah, again, just a little kind of, sometimes these little handy encapsulations of practice that might not speak to you, but for me, there's, I can, just a little structure like that for things just to, to touch into can be so helpful. And that actually that's, that's uh, yeah, that's opening us and releasing us into being able to realize and see and understand more deeply, more truly. So, sort of the last part of this talk, um, it's kind of changed direction a little bit. Let's see, I, I hope this makes sense. Um, it's... Um, it's to do with, I guess, the question of how, how do we bring this vision, whatever sense of that you have, or how do we bring this vision of, of the Dharma to, to life, in our life? How, how you know, it's like, it's uh, one of the six million dollar questions in fact, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, 
but just to even ask that, you know. So um, I thought, I don't know if I've already shared this in, in a previous talk. It was one of my top favorite quotes, and it, it just feels really relevant here um, from Albert Einstein. A human being is part of the whole, called by us universe, a part limited in time space. She experiences herself, her thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical illusion of her consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole nature in its beauty. So to me that's a, it's like, okay, so somehow the task says to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion. You know, that's, that's a hint, isn't it, of what we're asked to, to do, or how can we honor our vision, you know, our, our, yeah, what we most deeply value, might be another way of putting that, you know, how, how do we honor that in our life, and I, I know that could be a whole talk, a whole series of talks, but I just wanted to point to two, two aspects, when I think about my life, and I don't know if it's true for yours, but I think for me, whenever I've done anything good, it's been through participation. Yeah, it's been through joining in with some something with others. Yeah, some level again doesn't have to look any particular way, although I have to say the things that come to mind are about communities. They are about um, people gathering together and with a basis, with somehow a core of care and respect, like that being the, the core of the how and the what. You know, and, and that, for me, that's, that's a real, um, that, that belonging or joining in or participating in something Again, it's, it's through that, the feeling of being part of something much, much larger and in fact probably without, without boundaries. In fact, if you follow, if you follow that. I mean, I, I, and you probably have examples of your own life. I can think of lots of different examples where there, there's a participation in something that actually links you up with, who knows, you know, probably many, many people far and wide and in the past honoring the same care, the same concern, the same courage, the same, you know, desire to, again, kind of contribute to and towards the good. And there's, um, you know, the precepts are really our, you know, central practice, I think, and guide in, in, our, in our life um, in this engagement and there's a, a, a 
uh, an expression of the precepts I love from Stephanie Kaza of Green Gulch Farm. And it goes like this. So she, this is how she's expressing it. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect life. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to take only what is freely given to me. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect relationships and avoid sexual misconduct. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to speak truthfully and kindly. And knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect the clarity of my mind through avoiding intoxicants. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, can you hear the vision? The vision of, in this case, more expressed as interconnection and how everything we do has an effect, right? That we're that truth that of, of connection, of non-separation, and that being like the inspiration of the, the ground of the precepts. And it just, doesn't that just kind of puts our life and our actions in, into something much, much vaster. And, um, mm. So somebody who um, has inspired me and maybe some of you is in this respect is Joanna Macy. And uh, I wanted to share something from her book Active Hope, which I think is a beautiful exploration of, of, of vision and uh, yeah, how, how, to, how to embody that, how to, how to live that to explore that. Um, and I feel like in our, in our practice of healing, whether we are more immediately concerned with, you know, our own sort of psyche or whether we're working with others and, you know, really meeting the uh, suffering there whether we're engaging with issues of ecology, climate change, you know, the environmental degradation, where, 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 wherever we are, whether we're on retreat or in our life, there's something about the spirit of this, of, of um, allowing, allowing a sense of, vision to um, keep alive in us a sense of possibility a sense of the possibility of healing on all of those levels Um, and just yeah how we keep that alive and how we encourage each other um, yeah so I'd like to finish these reflections by sharing um, 
five five vows that um, Joanna Macy created um, for herself, and uh, just offer them to you as a uh, one beautiful expression of of uh, vision and faith. I vow to myself and to each of you to commit myself daily to the healing of our world and the welfare of beings. To live on earth more lightly and less violently in the food, products and energy I consume. To draw strength from the living earth, the ancestors, the future generations and my brothers and sisters of all species. To support others in our work for the world and to ask for help when I need it. To pursue a daily practice that clarifies my mind, strengthens my heart and supports me in observing these vows. So let's just sit quietly together for a few moments. May our practice be in the service of healing. Healing in our own hearts and in our world. Thank you for your attention. So let's close our evening together. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.